After watching a video essay on the world of women in Homer by Dr. Emily Hauser, I was inspired to conduct my own research into ancient Greek language concerning women and how it reflects their views on women's values, as I found their differences with our own modern-day language incredibly fascinating. In modern times, we have two main words that are used to refer to those of the female gender and their placement in society in terms of role and maturity. Woman and girl. A woman is a female who is given certain expectations and responsibilities as a result of her status as an adult. A girl is a female child who is largely protected from certain aspects of life due to being a minor, such as marriage, sex, and most issues concerning money. This was not apparent in ancient Greek society. In ancient Greece, they had four main words that referred to females and their roles in society. I am probably going to butcher these pronunciations, and for that I apologise, but the words were Parthenos, Kore, Guna, and Mita. These four words provide great insight into how the ancient Greeks viewed women, as it relates the separation of ages and categorization of maturity completely to a woman's relationship to the men around her. Although some aspects of this can be seen in our modern world to the use of words such as mother, daughter, wife and sister, these words are only used when referring to those roles specifically, rather than using them interchangeably with woman and girl, which is what happened in ancient Greek language. Starting with Parthenos, which referred to a virgin, an unmarried woman. This term completely relates a woman to her sexual status and lack of male possession. She was not her own person, she was merely someone who had not yet been owned by a man. She was not yet a possession, and so this term informed the men of ancient Greece that she was able to be passed on to a man of her father's choosing. Once a young girl had been married off, she was referred to as a kora, which meant girl, bride and young wife. Here we see the interchangeable nature of their terminology, as a word meaning girl also directly translates to young wife. This once again shows us that girls were seen entirely as male possessions. They did not have a childhood followed by an adulthood. They instead had a life that was split into before and after marriage. This idea is reflected in the ages we believe the ancient Greeks viewed as coming of age. In men, this age was decided by when they joined the army and started fighting, 17 or 18. In women, this age was decided by when they got married, around 15. As a, young girl, as a young girl grew noticeably older and more developed, she would be referred to as guna, meaning woman and wife. This term was simply to acknowledge the ageing of wives. It informed the community that the woman was older than she was when she got married, but was not yet a mother. When a woman became a mother, she was referred to as Mita, which simply meant mother and had no other connotation. 
This symbolised the peak of a woman's value. In ancient Greek society, a woman was either an object of sexual pleasure and possession, or a caregiving figure, a wife or a mother, which can be seen in the epics of Homer, as the temptress and the carer are the main tropes for the women there, with Nausicaa mostly coming under temptress, but having some carer aspects, the temptress eventually winning over in how she is a tempting object, working against Odysseus's Nostos to return home to Penelope. Being referred to as a meter would inform those around the women that they were respectable and good, as they had reached the ideal standard of what the ancient Greeks viewed as a woman's value. When she was no longer needed as a mother, or if she never became one, the woman would lose importance, and if she never married, and therefore had no perceived value, what would she be called? As a conclusion to how ancient Greek language reflects their view on women's value, I will draw attention to the language used to refer to men in terms of their relationship to women, and how contrasting it is to the alternative. There are not as many notable terms in this category, as men were mainly talked about as individuals rather than their relations to other people. But I know of one that sums up their value perfectly, and that is curios, meaning master.